The Compelling Community by Mark Dever and Jamie Dunlop Introduction What is community in your church? A monthly fellowship night? The conversation that follows a Sunday service? Good friends who know you? Many of us equate community with small groups. Over the last few months, I've told friends of mine from Shanghai to Seoul to San Francisco that I'm writing about church community. Their reply? You mean a book about small groups? I suppose your definition of community flows largely from the ambition you have for it. And in writing this book, I want to both raise and lower your ambition for church community. On one hand, I want to raise the bar of what you envision church community to be. I appreciate small groups, but they only scratch the surface of what God intends to create in your church through community. Why? Of all the ways that the gospel changes this world, the community of the local church is the most obviously supernatural. Its witness even goes beyond this world. The rulers and authorities in the heavenly places sit up and take notice, says Paul, Ephesians 3, 9-10. In this book, I'll define local church community as a togetherness and commitment we experience that transcends all natural bonds because of our commonality in Jesus Christ. Far from being a nice-to-have element of your church, Community is core to who you are. Is this really something you can leave to small groups or a mentoring program? On the other hand, I want to lower your ambition for church community. That is, I want to lower your ambition for what you can do to create community in your church. Scripture teaches that the community that matters is community built by God. We may cultivate it, feed it, protect it and use it, but we dare not pretend to create it. When, in our hubris, we set out to build community, we risk subverting God's plans for our churches. And I'm afraid this is something we all do. So what is the book you hold in your hand? It is not a method for building community that you should implement with expectation of immediate change. Instead, it's a set of biblical principles that can guide gradual change in your congregation over several years. It's not a book that's simply about relational closeness or fulfilment. Instead, it's a book that attempts to focus on God's purposes for church community instead of our own. It's not a new book but a modern-day retelling of truths that have been discussed throughout church history, and especially in the centuries following the Protestant Reformation. It's not just theory. It's come out of my own church's real-life struggles to shape a more biblical community. It's not how-to book that tells you to copy what worked in one church, as if that example were applicable for everyone. It's an exploration of what God's word says about community, paired with practical advice for how you might work out these principles in your own local church. 
you probably noticed that two authors are on the cover. But I've been writing in the first person singular. I being Jamie Dunlop. Mark Dever and I planned this book out together. I wrote it. Then we worked through the finished copy until we agreed on every word. We put both our names on the cover because I couldn't claim this as my book with any form of integrity. Let me explain the story of how it came to be, and you'll see why. For the greater part of two decades, I've been a member of Capitol Hill Baptist Church, where Mark Dever pastors in Washington, D.C. I moved to D.C. in the late 1990s, shortly after he began serving as pastor, and I joined the church. In fact, it was the first church I'd ever joined. I watched the church transform slowly, sometimes imperceptibly, into the type of community you'll read about in these pages. After a few years, my wife and I moved to San Francisco. We joined a wonderful Presbyterian church near our home. But a few years later, we moved back to Capitol Hill. Not because we couldn't find a good church in San Francisco. Certainly not because we enjoyed D.C. more than San Francisco. But we miss Capitol Hill Baptist Church. More than Mark Dever, more than his preaching, we miss the community that had grown up around that preaching. A few years after arriving back in D.C., I began serving as one of the church's elders. And after a few years after that, I left my job in business and I joined the church's staff as an associate pastor. This book is about the type of community that I've seen form in the congregation I've come to love. In that sense, this is Mark's book. The underlying principles, experiences and approaches you'll see described, sometimes even the way things are phrased, are all his. He's been conducting the orchestra, so to speak. I've been in the recording booth. Of course, that analogy falls flat, since God is the author of all good that happens in any of our churches, but you get my point. Frankly, having sat under this man's teaching for so long, it's sometimes hard to know exactly where his words and ideas end and my begin. Compelling community is a result of our partnership in the gospel over many years. As a result, this isn't a book full of good ideas that have never been tried, nor is it a book about the Capitol Hill Baptist Church way of doing things. On the other hand, we have put everything you read here into practice in our own church. Mark and I have taken our own medicine. On the other hand, I've taken pains in this book to avoid merely telling you to do things the way we have. I've used our church as an example, but rested my advice in the scriptures and not in my church's experience. I'm confident that these principles will and should work out differently in your church. As you can imagine, we have many to thank for bringing this project to fruition. My wife Joan and Jonathan Lehman at Nine Marks Ministries patiently worked through the manuscript with me. Isaac Adams, Andy Johnson, Matt Merker, Eric Holm and Michael Lawrence all provided important ideas and feedback. Vincent Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon kindly hosted my family while I was writing. And Capitol Hill Baptist Church provided me with time, encouragement and motivation to tell this story. Finally, I want to add something 
about you, the reader. I've written this book for church leaders. If you're a pastor or a pastor in training, you'll find the book aimed squarely at you. If you're in another position of church leadership, especially an elder, then you're also my intended audience. If you're not a church leader, you don't have to put the book down, but know that you'll need to translate as you read. Use the book to help you support your church's leaders and to shape whatever future leadership you may exercise in your congregation. I want this book to encourage you. I hope it reminds you of how important community is in your own church. I hope it sends you deep into the scriptures to see how God intends that community to function, even if you disagree with me at times. And I hope it leads you to praise God for his glory in the local church. More than your prowess as a church leader, more than any advice I can give you in a book, the gospel of Jesus Christ has power to create community in your church that is evidently supernatural. And that community in your church is part of what will propel both you and me into praise forever around his throne. With that end in mind, please read, think and worship.